0: The world is wild and wonderful, there's so much yet to know. So here we are with questions, it's what in the Sam Hill show. We've done the math, we've read the books, we've searched through archives. Oh, we're nerds and we're letting our freak flag fly, letting it fly. Oh, we're nerds and we're letting our freak flag fly. Alright, round two. I've already recorded this podcast, but then my dogs were barking in the background the entire time. So, here we are. So, welcome to the Sam Hill... Po- what what in the Sam Hill podcast? Um, I am your host, Aaron, your resident nerd. Hello to all my other beautiful nerds out there. Today is going to be a little ranty. I got my whiskey, got my Jack Daniels. I'll say Jack Daniels is my first love. It is my go-to and I wanted something a little fruitier but then I couldn't find anything in the liquor cabinet which means I need to go shopping again. Um, so Jack Daniels first love kind of my go-to um, that raspberry guava vodka I had the other week. That was fantastic but I finished all of it. Um, It had to have been a pretty low alcohol content, I think. I mean, Jack Daniels is what, like 80 proof? This had to be below that because it did not – I mean, it was smooth. It did not feel – it went down easy. It tasted great, and it did not really have the same amount of kick. I had to have a little bit more than Jack Daniels, I would say, if I had to guess. Um, It could have been a trick of the mind based on the flavor because it was really, really good. But anyway, ran out of that – And then I did find some Blackberry Moonshine from Old Forge Distillery in the back of my liquor cabinet, but I could not get it open, which is probably not a good sign, if I had to guess. It might have been a little old. Um, But uh, I'll see if I can get that open later and test that out. But anyway, so Jack Daniels is kind of my my, go-to, my standard, if you will. Weirdly, I'm not one of those people that has, like a horror story where I got sick on a type of liquor and then couldn't have it ever again. I think that's most people. There's at least some kind of alcohol that they've had when they were quite young and got sick and then they could never have it again. I never had that probably because I didn't start till I was 21. And so I, uh, just, you know, it didn't, I didn't have any of those stupid 17 year old nights, let's say, um, I mean, I had stupid 21-year-old nights and stupid 22-year-old nights, stupid 23-year-old nights and so on, but I think there's nothing quite like high school dumb drunk, if I had to guess. And I am guessing because I was not there for that, but yeah, if I had to guess, that's why. So anyway, Jack Daniels still tastes good to me because I'm an insane person and I'm also cheap and I really hate to spend like a stupid amount of money on, on alcohol Um, I have better things to spend stupid amounts of money on. Like this microphone! Yay! Not that it was super expensive, but I did get a Blue Yeti. So, um, I don't feel quite so boomerish. I know that's not top-of-the-line microphone. Whatever. I'm not a top-of-the-line person. This sounds so much better. You're welcome. Thank you. Good times. So, today we're going to talk Flat Earth. Slash Donut Earth. Both of them, really. Ultimately, This started because I read an article about donut earth and donut earth kind of grew out of flat earth and it's been around for a while, but it is, um, it's just kind of been in the news more recently. And so I wanted to comment on it. Um, but how do we get there from here? Well, let's start with flat earth. Flat earth is the idea that the entire globe as we know it is actually a flat surface. The North Pole is the center and Antarctica is an ice wall surrounding. So it's not actually a continent as we see it. It is an ice wall. And um, it's been around for quite a while. I know I've seen people say, oh, Flat Earth is new. Flat Earth is, you know, what have you. And I will say that um, the amount of Internet access we have now means that More people are probably exposed to the idea than would have been before. Um, But just a glance at the newspaper records, um, just on newspapers.com, indicates that, um, you know, it's been around for a while. It's been around for quite a while. Probably never went away, if we're going to be honest, Um, because I've found articles from um, the 1800s, referencing Flat Earth. And actually, I found a big hullabaloo in the 20s to 30s from some guy named Wilbur Valiva, Wilbur Glenn Valiva. And wow, that guy is interesting. So he was like an evangelist, Christian evangelist, like hardcore Christian, hard, hardcore Christian. And he basically owned a company town. So if anyone remembers company towns, um, or remembers what they learned about company towns, you're probably not old enough to actually remember company, company towns. But a company town was a concept very similar to like sharecropping um, and really slavery by another name, if we're going to be honest. Uh, bless the hearts of basically everyone in West Virginia with the coal mining. But you worked for a company, and the company not only owned... You know their physical plant operations, but they also owned the entire town. So they owned all of the housing, and you rented from them. They owned the general store, and you got paid in scrip that you could only cash at the company general store. And of course, everything was marked up stupid high, and so you were essentially in slavery because you ha- you would have these essentially you would have to take a line of credit just to be able to afford the things at the general store to put you know, food on the table and clothes on your baby's feet or clothes on your baby, whatever shoes on their feet, but you couldn't afford that with the script you were paid and so you would constantly be in this battle of trying to get out from under and this is, I mean, sharecropping oh, you broke that shovel you owe me a shovel, that's $100 that I'm going to add to your you know, bill that you got to pay or whatever, I mean, it's just like it, I mean, it is enslavement. And the same kind of practices still go on today. Um, specifically, I'm thinking in like the sex work industry where a pimp will say, oh, you owe me money. You have to go sleep with that John to make me that money back or whatever. And then you just never get out from under. So company towns were very, very crooked, very, very sketchy. Um, it seemed like this guy owned a company town, kind of. But instead of just having a typical secular company town based in, you know, the capitalist model, he then went the added um, bonus, I guess you could say, of outlawing every other religion and denomination of Christianity than his. And, um, you know, that's when we step into super cultish territory, because um, he... You know, he operated the religion. He, um, you know, was the say-so of everything. And he, in this case, was operating essentially the school curriculum. I'm not sure that he was technically school superintendent, although, you know, what, the, what does that title really mean if someone owns your town anyway? But he himself was a flat-earth theorist based on the biblical model. Um And so he demanded that all of the teachers teach that. And so someone went into the town, Zion, Illinois, it was, and they asked, they polled all of the school children and all of them were like, yeah, of course, Flat Earth. What are you talking about? Um, Because that's all they'd ever known. I mean, they were totally brainwashed. Um, Just like FYI, all of the kids in school these days. Um, I'm hoping to homeschool my kids. Probably not going to happen. Um, second best option is a private school nearby, but uh public school man sketchy not sure if you should believe the uh propaganda of the state just saying um but but yeah, I mean he controlled all of the information that was getting to everybody in the town and so the entire town believed in flat earth among other things Fyi also cultish behavior is he was um accused of poly- polygamy. And I'm not sure if that's true or not. Obviously, I'm just reading a article from a hundred years ago and it could have been complete hearsay. Um it I mean, it could have been complete lies. It's not like I trust the news media. So any but I mean, interesting character. Uh I'll definitely have to read more into him at a later date. Anyway. So Flat Earth has definitely been around for as long as I could see. Um and, you know, a lot of them do base it on the biblical model. So you do have a lot of overlap between conservative Christian communities and the, um, and flat earth theory. And so part of the, how do I put this? The, um, attack, I'll say on on flat earthers as a community comes from the overlap with the conservative Christian community, because, as uh, I think anyone in the conspiracy, libertarian, spiritual communities kind of can, can see is that the state is pretty quickly moving towards a communist fascist model, um, probably more fascist because they do have a lot of um, ties to private industry uh, versus outright owning what we would consider the means of manufacturing, right? But um, but either way, you have this this fascist model that they're quickly moving towards, and in the fascist model in the communist model, what they really want instead of you worshipping your religion is for you to worship the state. I mean, Alexander Solz- Solzhenitsyn in Gulag Archipelago made it clear that the people who survived the gulags were the Christians and um, just people of faith in general, I'm sure. But obviously in Russia, you were dealing more with the Russian Orthodox Christians uh, rather than say anyone else. But I'm sure they probably also had their handful of um, Muslims in the um, specific, especially once you get into like the Central Asian communities and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I mean, the religious people were the more likely to, were those more likely to be able to survive the gulags? They weren't broken by the state. And so that's a threat to the state. Um, And so I think there is a lot of attack on the flat earth community because there's a lot of attack on the Christian community um, or really any faith community that would um, dare to buck the state. Um, But yeah, so, there's, there's part of that. At the same time, I think there's a lot of um, sketchiness about the flat earth community. I, I mean, I'll say up front, I'm not a flat earther. Uh, I haven't seen the evidence. Um, I don't know what the earth is. And we'll kind of discuss that. I'm, it's not like I'm a spherical earther, globe person sitting here saying, yeah, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Um, I don't have, I have some serious questions about that. I mean, obviously, I was raised in that model because I was raised, you know uh in a more like standard way um a questioning way but a standard way uh, just because my upbringing had ghosts and bigfoot doesn't mean i had flat earth you know what i mean but uh i ha- I have some serious questions about that also and uh so we'll get into that but um but yeah so i mean i have questions about flat earth i think i think there's some, some sketchiness to it i have questions about Um, Whether or not it's a limited hangout, how much of it is a PSYOP. I mean, obviously it's not a new PSYOP because it's been around for at least 100 years, um, 150 years based on my um, investigation of the newspaper articles. But just because something is not new doesn't mean they can't use it to their advantage, right? Um, Shout out to my friendly neighborhood NSA agent, my friendly neighborhood Glowy that has been assigned to me. Um, may you suffer with the rest of us. Anyway, um, but the, the Flat Earth community is is an interesting one. To call them zealous, I think, is, is an understatement. A lot of them have a lot of strong opinions. Um, and most of them are basically unable to have a conversation about this. Just like most spherical Earth believers are unable to have a conversation about this. I have yet to have somebody who um, we could slowly and honestly work through the different models together. And maybe one day that conversation will happen. If so, I will try to record it. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I do want to shout out people like Crow777, um, who I think has done a lot of good work in attempting to find physical evidence one way or the other you may know Kurt triple seven is the lunar wave guy um but he has done work on eclipses and stuff like that and he'll tell you i mean he's essentially a camera guy who is you know playing in this sphere um his expertise is is more with like camera technology and stuff like that but then it is like you know astrophysics or whatever but it since the astrophysicists are not going to discuss this the rest of us have to. So I appreciate his work. Um, and I think he's one that could have an honest conversation. Although, you know, he is kind of a radio guy. And radio guys are a little more wound up than I like to be. I like to pretty pretty calm and uh, take my time with my conversations. Because uh, I think the faster you go in a conversation, the more you're going to fall back on opinions you already have. Instead of having an honestly honest questioning conversation. Um, There's not many people that can question at a fast speed. I would say perhaps uh, Jordan Peterson is one of them. Um, I'm not sure that I am. If we're going to be honest. I mean, in the shower, sure. Shower thoughts. Don't we all have that? But um, in an actual conversation, actual quote unquote debate with another human. I don't know that they could work that fast. So someone who can work slow with me. T- come talk to me. Um, but so let's let's go into some of the questions I have about, well, spherical Earth, flat Earth and all of the above. So um, NASA, uh, lots of questions there. Right. I think anybody in the conspiracy theory knows cons- conspiracy theory community knows that NASA is sketchy on multiple levels. And the question is whether that sketchiness is designed to cover up flat earth or not. I'm not sure that it is. Um, or at least I haven't seen veritable proof that it is. So the thing is that there's a lot of reasons why the moon landing may be fake. And I am at a point where I do believe that the actual video of the moon landing is fake. The video itself, I'll say that the video itself, but I think that we fall into false dichotomies just in general in the community, in, in the conspiracy community, in everything else. You know what I mean? Um, you know, even in the vac- current vaccine debate, people are taking one side or the other. And there's so many people in the middle saying, like, I'm not anti vaccine, I'm just anti vaccine mem- mandate. And it seems like people on, Either side of that binary, don't that false binary, don't really comprehend that there is a middle ground. And I think that's, you know, that's the part of the adversarial model that is just kind of hard to wrap your brain around is that whenever you find an opponent, it's very easy to dig in and fight against that thing and be so focused on that one specific thing that you don't realize that it's not necessarily a hard and fast kind of thing. Like... You know, if you can't have nuance, what can you have, right? Um, what kind of discussion even is it? Um, so I think I think there's a false dichotomy there about NASA and the moon landing specifically. I can see a world, and I'm not saying I have evidence for this. I'm just c- conceiving an idea where um, you could have landed on the moon. ...and run into any number of issues. One, communications. Um, you know, they could have maybe not had the proper technology... ...that they claim they had to be able to distribute that information... ...that video and, and audio back to Earth... ...as as was portrayed in the, the uh, moon landing video. It's also possible that just something went wrong. They might have boomered the audio, like me and everyone else. Um... And it was just an embarrassment, and so they couldn't have that. So they had to create a moon landing video to put out there just to avoid the embarrassment in the height of the Cold War. It's also possible that they ran into aliens or what have you on the moon. Um, The moon itself is pretty sketchy, considering all of the stuff that has come out about it ringing like a bell and being hollow and all that. I also don't like the fact that it doesn't have it supposedly completely aligns with our orbit so that we never see the dark side of the moon. I mean, that makes me uncomfortable too. I'd like a better explanation about that. There's plenty of sketchy things about the moon that I think could explain why they would have had to create a moon landing video even if they landed on the moon. And so, I have questions about the moon landing video. I have questions about our moon landing. I have questions about our continued relationship with the moon. Um, My guess is that we didn't destroy the technology to get to the moon. We've been continuing to go to the moon without anyone knowing. Um, I'm far more inclined to believe that than I am to believe that we never actually made it to the moon, which is what most flat earthers would tell you. Um, so I have a lot of questions about NASA itself. I'll say that I personally have had an experience with a, an image of the curvature of the Earth. However, let me say this, it was with a GoPro. Um, So my senior project as an electrical engineering major was to send up a weather balloon that had instrumentation inside of it. And we were to write a report based on the information that we received from that instrumentation. One of the instruments that my team put on our package, payload, was a, a goPro camera and mostly that was to visually validate our um, instrumentation as far as um, cardinal direction um, the speed at which our package was spinning midair etc right but when the pa- the weather balloon popped, the payload did turn and we were able to get an image of the edge of near space um, because that weather balloon did go into near space. And so we were able to capture an image of, um, you know, what most people call the curvature of the Earth. But I will say that this came from a GoPro camera. Um, And uh, my ex-boyfriend who I broke up with like three days after graduation (laughs) was on that team and was responsible for the camera footage. So I don't have the camera footage. Um, I haven't had the camera footage since college and I am not able to video correct it for the fisheye lens that was on the GoPro. So I have no idea, um, whether it was, you know, actually curved or not. I will say that, I mean, uh, there was definitely a point at which the, um, the edge of the earth went through the middle of the film. It was not or when, middle of the screen, it was not just on the on um, on the very edge, but at the same time, you know. Then you have a, a horizon, then drops into that fisheye. So it, you know, I really have no proof either way. I know Crow Triple Seven has done great work um, with that, and other people too. Crow Triple Seven is just the person I'm thinking of. Like no shade to anyone um, within the Flat Earth community. I know that many people have autumn. Video corrected for the fisheye lens and shown that there is not a curvature of the earth where most people would think there is, so um I'm not really making a point either way. I'm really just talking about my life and rambling, but <laughs> <laughs> um ooh, sorry, that was kind of loud. um so I have questions. I don't have answers. I think that is something. Um, I think the questions about NASA are valid. Um, the questions about, okay, why is every picture of the earth of the globe earth, a, um, computer model, computer, re- computer rendering that, um, is put together by artists at NASA. Why, why don't we have just a plain picture of, of the earth? What's, you know, what's the deal with that? That's a valid question. Um, um, And so I think there's good things that the the flat earthers bring up. But I also have questions about flat earth. Um, For example, I have yet to see a good model of the cosmology from flat earthers. Um, You know, there's a lot of things within our cosmology that are pretty well known. Um, Well known by us, well known by ancients. Um, the astronomical measurements that we are able to take of the stars, the zodiac, the planets, um, these things are, uh, I won't say perfectly aligned with a spherical Earth, but they certainly seem to make more sense with a spherical Earth. I have yet to see anybody in the flat Earth community address procession of the equinoxes, for example. I have yet to see... Re- I mean, they'll just say, oh, why is Polaris visible all year round? That doesn't make sense. We must be on a flat Earth. And it's like, okay, but that... You know, you're in the Northern Hemisphere and that star is in the Northern Hemisphere. Like, uh, you know, the Northern part of 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 the sky map. Um you know Polaris being the north star. So anyone in the northern hemisphere unless maybe you're like on the edge of the northern hemisphere partying at the equator is going to be able to see Polaris all year all year round in a spherical model. It doesn't prove the flat earth to just say that. And unfortunately, you know, it is hard with flat earth. It's hard with anything really to wade through the what Michael Malice will call the midwits. Um, I'm sure there's probably actually stupid people too, but there's a lot of people in that like 90, I'll say 90 to 110 um, IQ range that muddy the waters. Um, so I would I would love to have an actual astrophysicist or astronomy um, expert, whether they have a degree or not, look at a flat Earth model of the cosmology, and let me know if it seems like it's possible or not. I haven't seen any good evidence of it, and I do not have um, really the abilities to to look at that. It, it's not in my wheelhouse, let's say. Now, another thing that flat Earthers will bring up is, okay, so why does the if the sun is peeking through the clouds, why does the why do the rays of the sun? come through at such a, such a short angle. And I will say this, the refraction of light through water, which I mean, clouds are water, is surprising. Um, the amount of angle that you can achieve, especially when you're talking about light going through every single droplet of a cloud, you're going to have more refraction than you would in, say, um, just a, a body of water like a lake. But even in a lake, you're going to get a pretty substantial refraction. Um, That's why a fish doesn't look like... Or a fish is... It looks like it's one place, but it's actually another. And so people who are spearfishing in particular have this problem all the time with refraction, where something looks like it is one place when it's actually another. And that's just in one body of water. That's not dealing with all of the edges. Because the refraction happens at the edge, Edge when you're switching from air to water and water to air. And so the more edges that you have, the more refraction that you're going to deal with. Um, And so in a cloud where you're dealing with water vapor, where you're going between droplets, you're going to have more refraction than you would just in in a lake or ocean. And so if a fish can look like it's in one place and actually be in another, why can't the sun? You know what I mean? And I haven't seen any flat earthers deal with that question. Um, they always bring up the, well, it looks like the sun is like 100 miles up. Dealing, You know, how is it 92 miles or whatever mil- million miles away and have this angle? Well, refraction is a son of a bitch. And so um, I'm not saying that it completely explains the uh, the angle, but it certainly is something that I would like to see Flat Earthers take into account when they're doing their calculations, and I haven't seen that. Um, what else? So, I've talked about NASA, I've talked about um, cosmology. Oh, one thing that I do think Flat, flat Earthers bring a good point up with is Flight patterns, so international flight patterns in particular, but even then, like just going across the United States, or I imagine like Russia or any of these other like very big com- countries. Um, if you look at the f- map of the flight patterns, as you would see like a normal globe map that has been flattened out, you see these really, really arcing flat flight patterns. And for the longest time, I assumed that these were like an artistic rendering, they were, um. You know, like, 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 curved lines were sexier than straight lines kind of thing. And so Delta wanted to make sure that they had curvy lines in their marketing materials. or You know, I mean, it was something like, I would just assumed it was something like that. Um, I didn't think that was the actual flight path. But the more I've learned about flight paths, based on what the Flat Earthers brought up, and then what I looked up as a result, is that... Um, you get these really weird arcing flight paths. And there's a number of flights, the longer that they are, the, the more they drift towards the North Pole to get across the globe. And it doesn't make sense um, necessarily on a, a spherical Earth model. However, if you lay out the flat Earth model as depicted you know, in the WHO logo, or um UN logo or any of those right i think they all use the flat earth map um you end up with straight lines when you run it on a flat earth model i have i have sincere questions about that i also have sincere questions about why all the organizations use the flat earth model in their logo instead of a spherical globe earth um i you know I, I have questions, but at the same time, I could see how, um, you know, that could be put in there as kind of a wink and a nod, a dog whistle to Flat Earthers so that it would continue to propagate the Flat Earth narrative and distract from Antarctica. Antarctica is weird. It is super weird. And I would... Venture to guess that there's some alien. Well, maybe not truly alien, but there's things that we would think of as alien, UFO type things, that actually derive from super esoteric Nazi technology happening in Antarctica, and the flat Earth theory is allowed to propagate um, as a honeypot, as a psyop, as a a trap to get people to not look at Antarctica. Because if you're a flat earther, you think that Antarctica is an ice wall and you don't think that it's a place where a Nazi base, um, dealing with esoteric and, you know, essentially absurd technology, things that we could not possibly, like, understand. I mean, you ought to think in the 1940s, Nazi scientists were dealing with the bell, uh, flying machine? I don't even know what to call it. It's not like it's an airplane, but the bell was like wild compared to everything else at the time. And, you know, that was 80 years ago. What would they have now? That's why I don't necessarily believe in aliens, is there's a lot of shit that can happen in 80 years. You think that they wouldn't have some sort of technology to make pretty lights in the sky I mean all you've got is a pretty light in the sky and we have lasers so I you know things can happen um but yeah I'm more inclined to believe there's some weird ass shit going on in Antarctica and that um we just you know they allow flat earth to continue so that they don't have to explain Antarctica um at the same time, I think people believing in flat Earth is essentially as useful to the narrative as and um, the state as it is a spherical model, because if they're both wrong, then what does it matter, right? And on that note, let's get into Donut Earth. Because Donut Earth is probably the more recent theory, um, most recent theory about what a what the earth probably looks like um or at least in any meaningful meaningful community you know what i mean like probably one guy thinks something and we'll talk about what i think could be later um but anyway so a donut earth is essentially a taurus model of the universe or of the globe whatever see this is the problem when you talk about the the earth itself even my language is based on a spherical model. The idea of a globe, right? I mean, otherwise I want to say the universe. And that's not true at all because the universe incorporates all the different stars and planets and what have you. So I feel like I don't even have the language. Or at least Whiskey Me does not have the language to deal with this. Um, so if you don't know what a Taurus is, it is a mathematical name, essentially, for a donut shape. But, um, love a good Taurus. I'll say that to start. Love a good Taurus. Um, almost certainly, the electromagnetic model of the Earth is a Taurus. Um, and there's a lot of people who believe that gravity, as we experience it, is actually electromagnetic magnetic attraction um, applying itself to different bodies. And not necessarily, not really um, gravitational pull as it's been described to people. It's not really a, a, a pull on your mass um, just from another mass so much as it is a pull on your um electromagnetic state from another electromagnetic state because we are all electromagnetic. Um, the entire universe the entire, you know everything everything is uh, is electromagnetic everything is frequency frequency is matter, matter is frequency um, EMC squared does not, equals MC squared has nothing on reality um, they've proven that at the edges the you know really that line between matter and frequency is is not a line at all um it's just uh in the concept of like solids then liquids and gases then plasma is that with a lower and lower energy you're gonna get uh more um how do i put this like you will perceive it more as matter but it has a frequency just as much as sound or light or what have you, right? So that line between matter and frequency is essentially not, um, and so Taurus is a fantastic model for the electromagnetic magnetic state of the planet, um, but I still don't think the cosmology works because how is, you know, the further north you go, you would expect to see, you would expect to start to see the other half of the planet versus a sky. Um, and, and we don't really have any recording of that as far as I can tell. Even the craziest people don't believe that. Um, so I have, I have no reason to think that our planet is technically a, technically speaking, physically speaking, a a Taurus model. I'm a donut Earth. I think that might be more batshit than flat Earth. While still being on a more um, mathematically correct basis than flat Earth, if that makes sense. Like, you're on the right track, but not in the right way kind of thing. Um, and the other thing that you end up with in a Taurus model is you end up with the problem of black holes. Now... When in a Taurus, when you get to that um point in the very very middle, you end up with a situation that is very similar to what we have described in the universe we the the model that we know of the universe as a black hole where it becomes so dense that even light cannot escape, and so well i'm inclined based on that to believe that there are a number of torrid um toroidal structures within the universe that make up what we understand as black holes um that it would preclude our planet from being a physical torus because you know, flights over the North Pole don't work out so well when the North Pole is a black hole, right? Um, And I'm not saying that I have, like, uh, I do not have the astrophysical experience to concretely say that it would truly be a black hole. Um, But at the very least, it would have a similar type of vibe. Um, It would be similar. It would be... You know, you definitely have issues running into uh, that central point. I guess you don't have that problem if you have a hole in the middle of your Taurus but that's not technically uh, I think you were I think it becomes hmm. I'm trying to remember back to Calc C in high school of technically the definition of a Taurus and is it allowed to have a hole in the middle of it? Or is there a a central point. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't think it's real. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't affect whether or not I think it's bullshit, is what I'm telling you. But um so I I don't think the Taurus model is real. Honestly, if I'm gonna talk if I'm gonna say if I had to guess what the shape of the earth would be, if I I mean so if I had to guess something other than the spherical model. Again, I still don't 100% believe the spherical model, but I don't have enough evidence to disprove the spherical model. I need more information. And I, and I think also I need more information, but also a proposed solution because I can accept that the spherical model is wrong But at the same time, if you don't give me anything like to replace it, then I'm not necessarily going to believe you. I guess the reality, well, you can tell me the spherical model is wrong and you can have some questions and proofs for that. But if you're expecting the disproval of the spherical model to convince me of your alternative model, then you are sorely mistaken. What I need is a good theory of an alternative model, which I do not have. Um, But if I were to use sacred geometry to guesstimate at what I think a, um, a different shape could be of the planet other than a sphere, then I would say that I would guess that it would be a Tryon Ray or try, whatever, try on R-E. Try on trion whatever Tryon R E Tryon being T R I O N and R E I guess is pronounced right. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and a try- I was exposed to the concept of a Tryon Ray from the spirit science YouTube channel. Um, But if you have any experience with like Metatron's cube or the flower of life or anything that looks like that, then um, you'll know that sliver of overlap between the circles. It's not quite as wide as a Venn diagram, but it's that central area to a Venn diagram just, you know, spread out a little bit more based on sacred geometry versus... um, a Venn diagram well I guess technically it depends on how you draw your Venn diagram um, but anyway it's that it's that sliver of overlap between the circles but a trion ray is that sliver of overlap extrapolated out into a 3d model so it's like a 3d representation of that um, that sliver right and uh, from a sacred geometry perspective um that trion ray is essentially like it's a 3d model of the building blocks of the universe so i have no real reason to expect that it would not be um, possible to be seen in the physical universe but i will say also that in order to make a trion ray You do have to have spheres. Those circles of the Flower of Life and Metatron's Cube become 3D spheres. And so, as much as a 3D, a Trion Ray is a sacred geometrical shape, technically, so is a sphere. Um, But... How do I put this? Um... Avesica Pisces is essentially a representation of the portal to this dimension, and so that and Avesica Pisces is the overlap of those two spheres, and so it would make sense that this, um, that this planet, that this dimension, that this realm, what have whatever you want to call it, is a representation of the overlap of those spheres in some way. And so I think a Trion Ray, ray makes sense from a sacred ge- geometrical perspective. Um, I'm still not convinced because I still, ha- I mean, if you end up with a Trion Ray, okay, now you have points and I'm like, well, where are those points? Right. Um, are those points at the North pole and the South pole? If that's the case, why are we still flying over the North Pole? You know what I mean. Like I don't. I'm not positing that this is a good, um, an accurate representation of the Earth. I'm just saying, if I were to like pick a pick a shape out of the mat out of the hat, and um, you know, put it up as something to try in the model of the universe, I I would be interested to see how that aligned. Just because of what I'm aware of it from a sacred geometrical perspective. But um, but I have just as much reason to think from a sacred geometrical perspective that it could be, you know, the globe could be actually a globe. It could be a sphere. Um, I have no reason from a sacred geometrical perspective to believe that the earth is flat. Other than the fact that Uh, I guess, you know, we typically draw Metatron's Cube and Flower of Life and all that from a flat perspective. But we're also drawing it, which means that it is 2D by its very nature. Um, And so that's not really a thing. And quite frankly, why on Earth would our entire... Well, what a phrase. Why would our entire Earth be flat and us be 3d objects. You know, does that mean like that's not weird to anyone else like you know um oh what what is it is flatland or something like that where you have the book of 2d 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 people and they're like they're in a 2d world and then they have a tesseract come through it or something I can't remember exactly but if anything, I'm more inclined to believe that our Earth has far more dimensions than we can comprehend. And maybe that's exactly it. Maybe that, maybe the planet is like a tesseract and has more dimensions than we can comprehend. Because why would we be more complicated dimension-wise than our planet? Um, especially if you're going to consider string theory and all of those um, complicated physics models that require multiple dimensions. I mean, I think, oh, I can't remember what it is, but it's like M theory requires 11 dimensions and then there's like boson string theory or something like that that's like 26 dimensions. I mean, there's, at the very least, the physicists are essentially agreed upon the fact that we have more than four dimensions and four dimensions is all that you and I can comprehend. Three in the physical space and one being time. So, if you're going to have far more dimensions of space-time um, than we can comprehend, then why are we limiting ourselves to 3D objects, or in the case of Flat Earth, 2D objects, essentially, um, when it comes to the, dim- the model of the universe? I would venture to think that the, t- that the Earth is far more complex than we comprehend, and they don't want you to know about those other dimensions because then it explains a lot of things, right? I would venture to guess that what we consider gods live in other dimensions. What we consider fairies live in other dimensions. What we consider um, aliens live in other dimensions. I know people have considered Bigfoot an interdimensional creature and I don't think that's true. I mean, we have physical evidence for Bigfoot that we don't have um, for everything else, right? We have actual footprints that align with the um, skeletal structure and um, locomotion methods of ancient hominids rather than modern humans. And so I think that's a level of physical evidence that we just don't, I mean, we don't have it for anything else. I have no reason to believe um, based on the fact that we do have physical evidence that these are interdimensional creatures, but if you were to consider inter- interdimensional creatures, um, you know, crop circles, and, uh, you know, I, there's just so many different things that could be incorporated into reality, our model of reality, our perception of reality, if we were to throw out these simple, you know, the four-dimensional um, space-time model of the universe, um, and specifically the spherical model of the planet. So, I think there's a lot to be said about Flat Earth, both in favor and against. Ultimately, I don't agree with the Flat Earth model. Um, I have not seen enough evidence to convince me of the Flat Earth model, but I also think that the Flat Earthers bring up really good questions. And so I encourage anybody who might be skeptical of the spherical model, whether it be flat earth or otherwise, or maybe you're like Sam Tripoli and call yourself a realm guy with shape shifting Jesus or what have you. Um, continue to ask questions, continue to ask questions in a scientific manner. Um, just because you are not an astrophysicist does not mean that you cannot bring up good salient questions in a mathematical way. And the thing is that people are far less likely to just pull a model out of their butts than they are to tweak or correct a model that you have started. It's the same thing with writer's block. Um, You know, a writer may be stuck and not be able to pull a a novel out of thin air off that blank page, but if you give them some exercises to get them started writing, then they can go back and make edits later and have a better product than if they just pulled something out of their ass. So keep asking questions. keep being open to new ideas i think that's more important than anything because like i like i mentioned we have a lot of false dichotomies here it's not spherical versus flat um it's not flat versus donut it's not anything like that um there's so many different options i'll say yeah i'll say options For what we can believe as far as what we have going on in our universe. And I'm not sure that any of us have the intellect, information, and understanding to truly comprehend this planet, this universe, or any of its components during this lifetime. I'm just, you know... I think we're all going to be guessing for the rest of our lives. But I think we should keep guessing. I think we should keep having civil conversations. I'm um, going to try to come up with some good answers. And if anybody is a flat earther or a donut earther or anything like that. And wants to have a really civil conversation about this. In which we talk about some questions. I would really, really love to. So um, that's it for this week. I, um... I encourage you to keep fighting the good fight and, uh, you know, don't believe NASA (laughs) and, uh, and, um, stick it to your neighborhood glowy and keep, you know, Being an independent thinker, I think there's not enough of those. Even in the conspiracy community, we don't truly have a lot of independent thinkers that come up with these new ideas or bounce around these new ideas. We have a lot of people that find a team, even if it's an alternate team, and they push that team to the detriment of um, their own cause. So um, stay questioning. Go ahead, find me on social media um, in my uh, more like personal brand, Moonbeam Medium. I'm offering YouTube um, pick-a-card readings and then also personal card readings um, on Twitter. You'll find What in the Sam Hill Podcast. I will put some show notes into the website with some links that um, kind of drove me to this this point, this this rant. Um, I'll even include the link for uh, the Wikipedia article on Wilbur Valiva just to give you guys, not that I love Wikipedia, but like it's a good, I don't know, five minute course on what you need to know about a person. I'm more inclined to believe the Wikipedia on a person from 100 years ago than I am, you know, the Wikipedia on a prominent figure today, because why bother? Um but yeah, so that'll give you kind of like a rundown. But uh, yeah, now that I've said yeah, like a million times, um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, subscribe to the podcast, kids. What even are you doing? See, this is a problem is you get a good microphone and you think you're a professional and then you have no idea what to say. So From here, I will simply say, have a good weekend.